All right, well, we've been having our Winter Haven Conference uh, this weekend. Um, Doyle Bradford is here. Uh, Doyle is a great friend. How many of you have heard Doyle minister? Um, if you've been a part of Heart of the Father, I've had the opportunity to preach at Doyle's ministry up in West Virginia. have some great stories from there. Uh, Doyle's daughter, Brooke, stayed with my wife and I for a season, a southeastern uh, graduate. And Doyle, if I could say, you know, a lot of guest speakers, unfortunately, they come and bring croutons. What I mean by that is they come and bring something stale, something that they wrote about five years ago. They're just going through the motions, operating on a gifting and what I appreciate about Doyle, what separates him is what you're going to get this morning is called fresh manna. Honestly, if there's any guest speaker that we've had that has actually given heart of the father the real word of the Lord, it's this man. So I'm excited about this morning because I believe that God is going to speak directly into the heart of what we're doing here as a community I trust his voice, I trust his character, and I'm asking that you would just open up your heart to Doyle like you would open up your heart to me. I love the West Virginia twang, I love the fire, I love the, the country accent, just kind of, kind of the wild man anointing, so I just told Doyle my only thing this morning is let it rip. No matter what happens, don't forget if you're a newcomer, we do have the luncheon. If you're considering joining Heart of the Father, our staff, our eldership team will all be out there. We've got a great meal pre prepared for you and some information. But beyond that, can we just posture our hearts for the next hour or so and just say, Lord, speak to us, change us on the inside. Would you help me give Doyle Bradford a Heart of the Father welcome? Good morning. Let me say it is my honor to be here today. Not very many places that I go that people greet me and hug me and say, call me by my first name and say, it's great to have you here again. And this is one of those places. Um, it has become more like family to me than a speaking engagement. Um, and so I carry you in my heart uh, when I'm not here. Uh, I truly believe that uh, the Lord has linked us together for such a time as this, and I'm just honored to be here. Had an awesome time in uh, Winter Haven this weekend. Uh, the Lord absolutely came, and, um, you know, he I, I, uh, blown up would maybe be the best uh, word to describe what happened this weekend. Uh, I believe the Lord really did come and, and, and uh, make an impact. Um, just a tremendous time in the Lord. This morning, when I began to wake up, you know, I really thought I was going another direction. But the Lord began to speak to me when I woke up this morning. And I believe He gave me a specific word for this house. So, Father, I thank You right now, Lord. Lord, I thank You that You are coming into this room right now, God, to do heart surgery. Lord, I thank you that the spirit of wisdom and revelation is going to fill this room. 
Your word says that the heart of a man is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? We cannot know our own hearts, Lord, except by your revelation. So I thank you, Lord, that right now this atmosphere is going to be permeated with the revelation that only comes from the Holy Spirit. I thank you now, Lord, that the great teacher is going to begin to manifest in this place. I thank you right now, Lord, that the divine surgeon is coming into this room. I thank you, Lord, that your light is going to shine in this room and it's going to shine on our hearts. Lord, I thank you that vision is going to be released in this room. I thank you, Lord, that the people in this room are going to just get a glimpse of where you are taking this ministry and what you are going to do, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to cause revelation and vision to come to their role in what you are getting ready to do in this place, Lord. I thank you that you have ordained this place to increase in influence. You have ordained it, Lord, to be doubled. I thank you, Lord, that you are going to bring increase in this place. And I thank you, Lord, right now for ears to hear. I say right now, ears to hear. I thank you, Lord, that those who know, need to uh, grasp what you are saying this morning, they will hear with the ears of the Spirit and there will not be any distraction. I pray, Lord, that they won't be busy thinking about whoever else needs to hear it and, and miss it themselves. For I believe, Lord, that you have ordained this divine moment to release some things over this house and over this ministry. And I thank you, Lord, that your word will go forth. I want to tell you something this morning. This is a word about where you are going, not where you are now. So keep that in mind. I'm going to say some things to you that may challenge you. And you may actually think that I'm being derogatory to you. But I am not being derogatory to you. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm trying to prepare you for somewhere that you are going and not where you are right now. This place has been positioned for advancement. You need to know that. This place has been positioned for advancement. But with advancement sometimes comes chaos. At the point of advancement, the one thing that will arise in, in, in people's hearts is pride. At every level of advancement, there must be a new level of humility. You must hear what I'm saying to you today. You think you have influence now. You haven't scratched the surface of what God wants to do in this place. And the more He increases your influence, the harder it will be for you to remain in a posture of humility. When advancement comes, changes begin to come into a ministry that you don't like. You cannot function at the next level like you can at the previous one. One of the first things that has to change is you have to let go of your preacher. Now, Jeremiah told you he's not moving, so that's not what we're talking about. 
But if you're going to be a New Testament church and raise up sons and daughters, you have to release those sons and daughters into ministry. And it causes a pride to arise in the people. Some will say, well, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for Jeremiah Johnson. If you signed up for Jeremiah Johnson, you better hold on to your seat because hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are going to come to this house from the north, south, east, and west. And it's going to shake up your idea of what you came here for. It's going to challenge something on the inside of you. But I tell you, this place is poised for great advancement. But you must rely on the Holy Spirit and not your ability. Here's the word of the Lord today. You can't handle what's coming. Ooh, a little pushback. See, I'm going to explain that to you, but make no mistake about it. You cannot handle what is getting ready to come here. You can't handle it. Now, that sounds derogatory. But here's the reality. You're not supposed to handle it. The revelation I have come to bring you today is you can't handle what's coming and you're not supposed to. And if you will settle that today, then you will see great increase and advancement in this house. But you have to, I've been sent here today for you to get it in your spirit. We can't handle it. I, I could just feel this nice little fuzzy feeling in the room. You don't like that. But trust me, you can't handle it. You cannot handle what is coming. The level of influence he's going to bring to this place will require another level of humility. I said the level of influence he's going to bring to this place will require another level of humility. You must not think that you can handle it. It will require total dependence on God. Humility is total dependence on God. You can't preach good enough. You can't sing good enough. You can't organize good enough. You're not that, that much of a leader to handle what is coming. You must understand that you have to be totally dependent upon the power of God because it's going to exceed your ability. It will require total dependence upon God. To walk in the fullness of what His will is for this place, you must rely totally on Him. You must not use your hand. I've come with a word for you today. Take your hands off. The level of growth that is coming to this house will require many changes. And you will not like all of them. It will bring a test to your commitment level. If you respond correctly and stay on your post, the end result will be unprecedented. But new levels of growth bring new challenges and require new levels of humility. See, the model for multiplication is, is transfer of ministry. There's a multiplication grace on this house. And it's very selfish 
to want to keep a place where it is. That's selfishness. If you love your church, then you should want it to influence and impact others. But, but one of the things that begins to happen when the Lord wants to bring multiplication is people don't like it because they don't have their little click anymore. Are you hearing me? The Lord has placed you here to impact this nation and nations. And you will have to get out of your mindset of your, your little circle and your little square. I fully believe the Lord wants to double this place. But the model for multiplication is to transfer ministry to others. Jesus showed us how New Testament ministry functions when He multiplied the loaves and fishes. He gave us a picture of how the church is supposed to operate. Jesus blessed it. He broke it. Then He gave it to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the people. That's, the, that's how multiplication comes. Ministry. He transferred ministry to them. He didn't, he's not the one who did the ministry. He only blessed it and broke it. And then he said, now you go take care of the people. And that's the natural DNA of an apostolic prophetic house is to raise up sons and daughters, not so they can say we have sons and daughters, but to bring them to maturity and release them and cause them to function in what they're called to do. Heart, there should be heart of the fathers all over the state of Florida. But see, for that to happen, you're going to have to get the selfishness out of you and come to another level of humility. Because every level of advancement requires another level of humility. Meeting adjourned. You can't handle what is coming. 1 Chronicles 3. Verse 1, Then David consulted with the captains of the thousands and the hundreds, even with every leader. David said to all the assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and it is from the Lord our God, let us send everywhere to every kinsman who remain in all the land of Israel, also to the priests and Levites, who are with them in their cities and pasture lands, that they may meet with us. And let us, let us, let us bring back the ark of our God to us. For we did not seek it in the days of Saul. Then all the assembly said they would do so. They would do so. They would do so. For the thing was right in the eyes of the people. I said the thing was right in the eyes of the people. I said the thing was right in the eyes of the people. Notice here David did not consult God. He consulted people. You know why? Because they thought they could handle it. What is woven in this scripture are a people that say, we can handle it. Well, let's just go get the power of God. We can handle it. After all, I, we're, I'm a king. Surely, I, don't tell me I don't know how to handle the power of God. 
Don't tell me I don't know how to handle the level of growth that's coming. Surely I do. Don't you know how long I've been a man of God? Don't you know how long I've been studying? Don't you know how long I've studied church growth? Don't you know how long I've studied revival? It's one thing to have revival. It's a completely different thing to steward revival. So you can see here that they, David consulted the people. He did not consult God. And it says he did the thing that was right in the eyes of the people. He thought he could handle it. I've come to tell you today, you can't handle what's coming. It says, Then David consulted with the captains of the thousands and the hundreds, even every leader. And it says, They carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab and Uzzah, or Uzzah, whichever one you want to use. Uh, David and all Israel were celebrating before God. Hear me now, they were celebrating before God with all their might, even with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and cymbals and with trumpets. They carried it on a new cart. Oh, we're on the cutting edge here. Oh, no, no, we're, we're a new wineskin. Oh, we believe in five-fold ministry. Oh, we have the prophetic flowing in our house. We know how. They were singing, worshiping, praising, having all the, uh, uh, what appeared to be the right things of church, but their heart was wrong because they were doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Cutting edge we are. I say you can't handle what's coming. You can't handle it. So they were celebrating with songs. But they were doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Thinking they could handle it. 1 Chronicles 13, verse 9. When they came to the threshing floor, Uzzah, or Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark. Because the oxen nearly upset it. The anger of the Lord burned against him and he struck him down because he put out his hand to the ark. And he died there before God. He thought he could handle it. You cannot handle what is coming. And here's the reality. When I say you can't handle it, it's easy for you to interpret that that I'm saying something about your ability. No, there's a bigger prophetic meaning in it. You cannot put your hand to what God desires to do here without destroying it. Because what he desires to do is birthed from him. And you must not handle it. You must not think you know how to do it. Because you have not yet seen what he desires to do in Lakeland, Florida 
and in this house. What he desires to do will take more than self-help material. I'm not winning any friends here, but boy, I feel Jesus now. I'm trying to tell you the Lord wants to double this place, but for Him to double it, you have to come to another level. You have to settle today. We can't handle it. You have to take your hands off. You have to press in to another level of the throne room so that you can have insight and the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, I pray right now that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would come upon this ministry in a level as never seen before. Lord, I pray for the elders of this house that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would come. I pray for watchmen to arise in this house that they would see the strategies and plans of the enemy to slip in before he even steps on the parking lot. I pray right now, Lord, that you would empower the leaders of this house to move in an unprecedented grace. I pray that a kingly anointing would begin to come upon this house. I pray that the anointing of wisdom, I pray that the power and grace of Solomon would begin to come upon this house, God. I pray that the anointing to build would begin to come upon this house, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I loose a building anointing. I loose a wisdom from on high. I pray, Lord, that this house would come into the realm of influence that you have called it to that it would not fall short God that right now you would pick off and, sh and, and you would expose every strategy of the enemy I pray right now Lord against any schism the enemy would try to bring to thwart what you desire to do in this house I thank you Lord for the revelation coming right now into this room Lord I pray right now that the people in this room would not waver in their commitment to this house I pray right now, Lord, that inside the womb of every person's spirit in this room, they would begin to take ownership of the vision of this house, that they would not waver. Lord, I pray right now. I release revelation. I release vision. I say, Holy Spirit, right now, cause eyes to see. I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, cause eyes to see. I say, cause their eyes to see, Lord, just for a moment, what you desire to do in this house. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I say, let vision come Lord let it come Lord I say let vision come Lord I pray that every person in these seats right now would be infused with a vision for what you desire to do so that they cannot be distracted I pray right now God for the Spirit of God to come in this room Holy Spirit come right now and seal these in the destiny that you have called them for God Right now, in the name of Jesus, into the womb of their spirit, Lord. I say, see where He is taking you right now. Father, I pray right now that they would see everything that's missing and everything that needs to be put in order for the next level, for you desire to bring another level. Lord, I pray for watchmen to arise in this house. 
I pray, Lord, for 24-hour prayer. Somebody to be on the wall over this house. The level of what God is wanting to bring here will require 24-hour watching so that the enemy cannot come in. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for multiplication in this place. But thank you, Lord, for the grace and the anointing of stewardship to steward the level that you desire to bring. Lord, I call in gifted people to this house, gifted administrators, People who not only function in, in it because of an education, but because they've been anointed by God. Let Joseph come to this house, Lord. Let Joseph's come to this house, God. Let Joseph's come to this house, Lord, that can manage and steward the level of resources and influence that's coming. I say, Lord, let Joseph's pick up and move to Florida. For they are going to be needed... For this people will not be able to handle all that you desire to bring. You must go to another level of humility. You must walk in a, new le- uh, uh, in a level of humility that you've never experienced. And again, humility is total dependence on God. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. You must not believe your own press. You must stay rooted. And you must remember who you are and from whence you came. Because when the Lord begins to bring you influence, it's very easy to think it's about you and forget from whence you came. I've come to tell you there's no limit on what God desires to do in this house. But the one thing that can stop it is for you to get your eyes off of Him and on what He's doing. Don't settle for a secondary thing. Don't settle for good. Don't settle, period. And see, it's the strategy of the enemy to come and make you think you can stop at any level you want to stop at. I'm I'm warning you right now. How much is enough? Don't allow your idea of enough to stop you from how far he wants to use you, take you, and how much he wants to use you. You can do that. You can limit him. But humility is total dependence upon God. In reality, humility is recognizing, I can't handle it. The anointing and the power of God is always greater upon someone who realizes, I can't handle it. The safest place you can be is I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I'm there today. Did you hear what I said? 
Lord, baptize this house in a, in, in, in a revelation of we don't know what we're doing. We're just moving with Him. We're just dancing with the Lamb. The greatest place of authority and anointing is in the place of I don't know what I'm doing because it's total reliance upon Him. Do you know John 5.19 says, Therefore Jesus answered and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself unless it is something He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. Did you see that? He said the Son can do nothing. Even Jesus couldn't handle it. Jesus could not handle what he was called to. I've come to tell you today, you can't handle it. And again, that's not, that's not about your abilities. I'm telling you. When God begins to move, somebody's going to come up with a good idea that's not a God idea. Because they have a business degree or some kind of wrong, some kind of background in the secular, touch not what God's doing here. Do it His way. You must not reach out and handle it. Scripture says that He said in Matthew 11, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus was humble in heart. I want to talk to you about humility for a few minutes. Make no mistake about what I'm telling you. You have to come to another level of humility. And it gets harder when you look successful. Philippians 2, 5, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the very form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name. The first thing this says is let this mind be in you. Humility requires a change in thinking. It requires a renewing of your mind. It's not your natural stance. Pride is your nature. Humility is not. There has to be a change in thinking. And I honestly believe I've been sent here today to place a seed of the Word of God in you so that you understand, so that you begin to think humility. From this point forward in this house, you must never forget what I've come here to tell you. You must never forget that humility is the key. You must never forget that another level means another level of humility. Another level of influence requires another, le another level of humility. Lord, I ask that the, uh, that the DNA 
of, of humility would begin to permeate this house. I pray, Lord, for every person in this room who wants their way. I even pray for members, Lord, who want their way and they want their preacher and they want their song. Holy Ghost, I ask you to come right now with the arrow of your sword and begin to pierce our hearts so that we die to selfishness, so that we die to selfish ambition, so that we die to our wants, our hopes. Right now I say, Lord, come and cleanse this house of all selfishness, for you are calling for selflessness. Let this mind be in you. There has to be a changing of the mind. And then it says, He made Himself of no reputation. That's a choice. See, when this begins to happen in your life, you don't feel the need to tell somebody what God just did through you. You don't feel the need to post it on Facebook. I'm convinced. I said this to one of my own sons, spiritual sons. When you begin to function in a prophetic grace, the Lord wants to share secrets with you, but He'll quit sharing secrets with you if you run and blab everything He tells you. Because some things come from the place of intimacy. I don't tell you what I talk about in the privacy of my home with my wife. And so many people are in an adulterous relationship with the Lord and they just come and seek Him to get a word. Whew, I'm not wanting any friends in here today. But see, it cannot happen. You must make yourself of no reputation. And here's the problem. The more the Lord begins to use you, people make you have a reputation. And they start to treat you differently. Lord, help me heed my own words here. When, you, when people begin to think you're somebody, they treat you differently. And if you're not careful, you'll begin to allow that to get on the inside of you and you'll think you're somebody. <laughs> and then somebody will have to come and pick you up and carry your bags and... Because after all, you're somebody. Make yourself of no reputation. If God used you to clear out an entire hospital today, could you walk in, do the work, clear the hospital, and walk out the door with everyone saying, Who was that? Where'd he go? If we're going to see the greater works, then we've got to become the people who are he's able to use without us taking any credit for it. You must not put your hand to it. I don't know how y'all are feeling, but I'm pretty close to getting saved myself here. I'm just being real. I'm like, Lord, help me. I need to get a copy of this and play it every day in my own life. (laughs) 
Will you believe what they say about you or will you believe what he says about you? Because trust me, he knows. Man, oh man. In the kingdom of God, the way up is down. The lower you are willing to go, the more authority you will receive. And then this scripture says that humility is being made in the likeness of. Not separating or distinguishing yourself from. Do you know how much time we spend wanting to distinguish ourselves from others? Jesus came in the likeness of. He who knew no sin became sin. Do you want an outpouring of God in Lakeland, Florida? then you must become Lakeland, Florida. You must not think that you're better than it. You must begin to have the heart for the people. You must become what they are. You must wash the feet of your city before you gain authority in your city. You must have a love for it and its people I hear you, Lord, because it's first Jerusalem and then the other parts of the earth. So many people are wanting to impact the globe, but they forgot their city. God, I pray right now and then I just release, Lord, a love and a burden for this city. God, I ask for relationships with, with, with uh, leaders in this city with town council members, with state senators. Lord, I ask for it to come, that there would be a spirit of, of humility and servanthood. That, that, Lord, I pray that you would make the uh, heart of the Father known as the church that takes care of its city. I pray, Lord, that, that, that you would make heart of the Father a place where, the, for the, town, where the, the government of the city says, Hey, I know about this church. I pray that you would cause them to become the voice to the leaders of this city, God. Whew. Humility is being made in the likeness of others, not trying to distinguish yourself from them. Isaiah 53, 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. Are you willing to be numbered with the transgressors? Lord, I pray right now for this revelation to permeate this room. You must be willing to be numbered with the transgressors. Jesus died the death of a criminal. The God of heaven was numbered as a criminal. You really want to see an outpouring of spirit here? Another level of humility is the key.
It says he humbled himself. Humility is a choice. It says he became obedient. Obedience reveals humility. Your level of humility will be in direct proportion to your ability to follow orders. You don't have the right when the leadership of this house makes a decision. You don't have the right to question it. You just do it. Because the evidence of humility is obedience. And here's what you have to understand. If they make the wrong decision, God will deal with them. But you stay in your place. It's not up to you. God's not talking to you about the governmental decisions of the house. So you, you see this? Everybody do this. You zip it. Because the, because the manifestation of humility is the ability to just be obedient. Became obedient to the death of the cross. Take up your cross. Crucified with Christ. Die daily. I am dead and my life is hid with Christ in God. Humility means we give up our rights and demands. There is no more demanding people than church people. Heart of the Father is not going to be Burger King. The Burger King anointing is not here. You won't be able to have it your way. And the higher the levels increase, the less control you will have. But you must, <laughs> you must stay on your post. It says he took the form of a servant. Humility is taking the form of a servant. Serving others is proof of humility. For the next level God wants to bring, you must come here to do something, not get something. For the next level, everyone sitting in these seats needs to have a responsibility in this church. God can't double it until all these people are functioning in what they're called to do. You must quit coming to church to get. You must come to church to serve and to give. Then the essence of humility is servanthood. The scripture says he came to serve. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. Humility is seeking to serve, not be served. Do you know the DNA that must begin to permeate the body of Christ? You'll see it today when you enter a restaurant. May I help you? May I help you? What would happen if all the people in this room began to take on the vision of this house and understood you're not coming here to get anything. You're coming here to say with everyone you see today, may I help you? That's the posture of humility. That's the posture of serving. The focus is on others, not ourselves. Serving is intentional. It says He came to serve. In the kingdom great men serve and in the world great men command. Which will you be? Are you looking to command? Are you coming into the church looking for a platform because your gift is so great? No, you're not. You, 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 in the kingdom, great men serve. In the world, great men command. 
Leadership is first an act of service. The term leader is only used six times in the Word of God. You know that? The term servant is mentioned over 900. Serving causes people to want to follow you. That's why I believe for us to have a revival and an outpouring in a city, we must first serve that city. Because whom you serve, you have the capacity to change. Do you want to win Lakeland or do you want people to come from all around the world just so they can be here? What about we serve our city and win our city and then people come from all around the world? Serving is a matter of focus. The scripture says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Did you hear that? I'm supposed to make you more important than me. I said supposed to. I'm not doing well at that. Do not merely look out for your own interests, but also for the interest of others. The biggest obstacle to becoming a servant and walking in humility is being motivated by self-interest. Serving is the cure for selfishness. Life becomes about what we give, not what we get. Being a servant means stepping down from a higher position to a lower position. He came from heaven to earth. It means coming down. Are you willing to go from a high position to a low position? And Jesus gave that example. To wash feet, you must go low. He humbled himself. He stepped down from a higher position to take the form of a man. He willingly left a higher place and stepped into a lower place. Quit seeking a platform. Being a servant requires you to give up something. Serving is an attitude. Let this mind be in you. Serve not just your friends, but also your enemies. Do you know one of the most amazing things in Scripture that we often pass over? Jesus already knew that Judas was going to betray him. And he got down on his knees and washed his feet also. He not only washed the feet of his followers, he washed the feet of his enemies. We have to deal with the desire to be first. The disciples came and asked, Who's going to be the greatest? Ambition. The desire to be first. We see this in 3 John. When Diotrephes loved to have preeminence, it has to be destroyed. It's the preeminence is the desire to be first. A servant's heart 
des destroys a competitive spirit. Gifts flow through servants. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another. The purpose of gifts is not to make you great. The purpose of a gift is to serve. And the more you serve, the greater the level of anointing comes on your gift. Over and over, the scripture says he was moved with compassion and then he did miracles. The Lord wants to come into this room right now. And he wants to reveal to you. Before you get where you're going, he wants to deal with any pride in your heart. He wants you to come to this altar and let him show you. And pride manifests in several ways. Is there contention? I'm just going to go through a list here and then you come before God. Do you have contention with anyone at all in your life right now? Is there some kind of, of, of rift or, or, or conflict? or Are you wrestling or having a struggle with anyone in your life right now? The Word of God makes an amazing statement. It says, only by pride comes contention. I said only by pride comes contention. There's only one way to have a conflict with another human being. Somebody's in pride. So if you're having conflict with anyone, posture yourself in humility and recognize that it's pride that brings the contention. If you question decisions that your leaders make, you are in pride. If you sit around your dinner table talking about what you don't like about the decisions your leaders are making, you've postured yourself in pride because you're not the one that the Lord is showing the direction. You should repent today. If you're seeking advancement and opportunity, if you're wanting to be noticed, if you're hoping they'll find out how great you are and how great your gift is, you're operating in pride. If you are here to be served rather than to serve, you have pride. When you think you can do anything, when you think you can do it, you have stepped into pride. When you think you know, oh, I know. I know. I know are the words of a person who's functioning in pride. So, Father, I thank you right now in this room that you would come and cause your light to shine upon the hidden places of our hearts. I pray right now, Lord, that all across this room, you would begin to reveal the places and, and, and the places where there is hidden pride. 
come on, if the Lord's showing you anything, I'm just going to ask you to come and bow before Him and say, Lord, take this out of me. It's your choice, not mine. But you bring it before Him and say, Lord, I see now that this is pride. Repentance means to turn. Don't just come up here and tell a sad story. Whatever He's showing you, you come. Let Him take it by the roots from you. Pride cannot be cast out. I can't cast pride out of you. You have to kill your flesh. Lord, I ask that the light of revelation would come. You can come and play if you want to. Father, I thank you that the baptism of humility would come. Lord, I pray that relationships would be healed right here at this altar. Lord, I pray that strife and division between in, in relationships... Lord, I thank you for reconciliation of relationships after I leave here. Lord, I thank you that some people in this, at this altar have been estranged. There's been relationships that they've been separated from. And they're receiving the revelation right now that it was pride. And I thank you, Lord, that before the day's out, some of them will go and find this person and say, Forgive me, I was wrong. And they will begin to come into a posture of humility. God, I say relationships. Relationships are being restored right here at this altar right now. Lord, I thank you for marriages being restored right here, right now. Lord, I thank you right now for repentance, for speaking against leadership on, the, on their jobs and, and, and in the church. Right now, Lord, I thank you for it. Come on, just begin to ask Him to cleanse your heart and take it out. Own it. Say, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for the pride in my heart. Forgive me, Lord. Restoration of relationships right now. Restoration of relationships between mothers and daughters right now. Some of you right now need to forgive your last pastor.
you came here thinking you were going to step into something, but you still have unresolved issues with previous leaders. If you have unresolved issues with previous leaders, whether it's on the job, whether it's in the church, you should be here right now repenting because it's you who are, who are wrong. You cannot move to the next level until you ask for forgiveness for the way that you treated previous leadership. Some of you have sought to get the blessing of, of the father, of a, of a spiritual father, but you've tried to do it without serving. And you became frustrated because they did not promote you, but you're not ready for promotion. Forgive them. Jealousy is rooted in pride. The Lord wants to break jealousy right now from you. A competitive spirit and jealousy that causes the breakdown of relationships. It's all rooted in pride. Lord, I pray now that these people would be cloaked in humility. Lord, I pray that they would wear the cloak of humility. Now, Lord, I thank you that any... I command freedom right now. I say loose them. Right now, any spirits that have entered their lives from the root of pride, I say in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of them right now. Be free right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you'll repent of pride, you'll get delivered for some other things right now. I said, if you'll repent of pride. Now, Lord, as they repent, I say, let any spirit operating in their lives that's contrary to you, I say to you right now, come out. Come on, I'm telling you, there's deliverance in here right now. I command any spirit that is not from you, Lord, to come out of their mind, out of their will, out of their emotions. I say, come out right now in the name of Jesus. Freedom, come now. I say in the name of Jesus, it's a new day. And it's a new season for you. I say, let all rejection be gone right now, Lord. I say rejection, come out of these people right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Out of their mind, out of their will, out of their emotions, I say you will come out right now. All self-rejection. I say you will leave right now in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, let your healing come. We release the healing anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ across this room.